some issues. Pulse chain. Oh yeah, we uh, just lost. Oh shit! <laughs> What's going on, guys? <laughs> Welcome to the Too Much Test Podcast. Um, if you follow us, uh, you may th- see that we only have not posted in a week, but we actually had those built up. It's been about six weeks since me and Sam did this. We've both been real busy and just hasn't lined up. So, but we are back and we have some crazy shit to talk about today. <laughs> And I guess, uh, well, what's going on, Sam? You want to do some intro sponsorships? Yeah, so uh, it's good to be back. It's been, a, it's been a hot minute here. We can just leave the intro part there, like we were talking about crypto, um, if you want. But we do have some new sponsors. We have the ultimategymtowel.com, where they have this patent pending towel design for doing all this cool stuff that uh, TYL is going to tell us more about in a minute and the triggeredbrand.store, which we're also going to get into why it looks like we have two new sponsors where one of them used to be .com and now it's .store, which we're going to get into uh, later in the show. Also, uh, the triggeredbrand.store has a discount code. So if you would like to support the show, it's uh, uh, TMT10. So T, too much test, right? TMT10. And doesn't uh, Ultimate Gym Towel have a discount code as well? Yeah, it's TMT25. A little bit more. I think there's a little bit more margins in towels than there are in peptides. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, Ultimate Gym Towel, that's my store. Um, I'm actually getting them delivered tomorrow, which is pretty cool. Um, basically, it's a towel that you can wear in the sauna, wear in the shower. It's got Velcro two zippers to hold all your gym gear, all your syringes and your, your bottles. And, uh, and then it's got a little pocket to hold your, uh, your water bottle as well. So check that out. It can be live tomorrow. That'll be dope. Uh, well, actually see. it'll be live when you could see this. Yeah. Which is probably next week. You're also going to have it on your Instagram too. So if you guys want to check out, uh, test your levels on Instagram, uh, I'm sure we'll have them up over there. If my Instagram hasn't gotten banned yet. Yeah. So tell us about that. So you, uh, you said that your YouTube, and your TikTok. Yeah. Uh, so YouTube is a fucking lost cause. I'm done with YouTube. Um, I am going to do YouTube for another company that I'm doing, but it's just going to be educational. I just do. We fucking talk about DECA and testosterone and oxandrolone and these peptides. These social media company algorithms pick it up as if like you're selling steroids and they put you like, it's, it's crazy, man. So yeah, I appealed twice to YouTube. Nothing, not coming back. Um, and then TikTok, that just happened a couple of days ago. They had actually, I noticed at the top of my profile that it said like, it like had some red, some red text about something not being able to use my, my like tap link or my mm-hmm. link tree, you know, so that I can direct people to that. And I think, um, so what I did is being the smart person that I did is I took my own website, TRT help, and I created a page with all the links and I just used that as a link. I'm not sure if that's got how what got me banned, but I, I kind of think that's what it is. And the crazy part is I think that out of all my sponsors uh, or the people that I work with as affiliate, I think it's the fucking Defy Medical, which is a real medical facility, one that got me kicked off because the text that I used was testosterone replacement therapy, nandrolone, HCG, oxandrolone. And so I think that that ad or that, you know, text showing what they offer is what's tripped, what tripped uh, TikTok. So I'm going to try and fight and get TikTok back, but it doesn't even seem to be letting me log back in. You've been, um, you've been ramping up TikTok over the last year, year and a half, right? You went from like basically zero 
followers. I think the last time it was either at 14,000 or 21,000. I don't remember. But I now know I got it up to uh, 15,500. And and I actually kind of, been, dude, honestly, I'm not going to lie. I like TikTok better than any of the other social media platforms. You know, I mean, they all Why? steal your, they all steal your data, but. <laughs> what, what, what is it about TikTok that you enjoy? Just the way that their app works is so much better. Their algorithm for showing you stuff is so much better. Um, bro, fucking on uh, Instagram, uh, in Instagram, like on the reels, like all it shows me, because I liked a couple videos with Boston Terriers, which is dogs, which is what I have, and girls with, you know, thicker girls. And that's all it shows me. That's all it shows me. Whereas, bro, TikTok, I'll be like, looking at something, it'll be like about like, you know, some Republican type shit, conservative stuff. And then boom, it's showing me like this guy that does like these crazy intricate, uh, like tie dye shirts. And it just, it, it just shows you cool stuff. So it's, and, and as a content creator, their app is so much better. Fucking Instagram is fucking trash. Facebook's trash. YouTube is not bad. Um, but yeah, and all I have social media wise is my old YouTube channel, which I don't want to touch because that's already been banned for once and it's worth more money to me as passive income just to leave those videos up. So I've got Instagram and Twitter. That's all I've got right now. Damn. And you don't even use Twitter, do you? I have been using Twitter because I could auto post to it, but I have like 31 followers. Like, you know, that's not, that's not Twitter good. is interesting because I think that, yeah, I, I agree with what you're saying about TikTok, right? The algorithm TikTok is is far better than Instagram, especially like one of the things that's important to me is learning, right? And I think that I think that people gain fulfillment in life by by learning stuff, right? And if you go to Instagram, that's not what happens, right? It's like the lowest totem person on the totem pole type of like algorithm is created. Um, versus on TikTok, right? I'm like a, uh, an accountant over here, a lawyer over here, a business person here. Uh, and like, there's very rarely like a girl in bikini on my feed on, on TikTok, except for Instagram. It's, it's, it seems to be that's way more of the case on Instagram. And like, it would be great if I got like the videos that I could did on TikTok because the videos where I can learn something Right where I get that I, I like try to learn something that I can utilize or like take away to implement in my life in some way, shape, or form, uh, and that's not uh, that's not at all how Instagram is. Yeah. But Twitter is, I think, like uh, I think there's a opportunity there that Elon might you know be taking advantage of because we we understand like how things are playing out and they're so like. You had your YouTube channel. This is the YouTube channel that you started a year ago, right? Yeah. That that's deleted. The TikTok's deleted. I've had multiple things deleted as well. Yeah. Um, just just recently, I was talking to the owner of the Triggered brand, and they you, so people who are not familiar that you have a a domain which is like intellectual property. Think of like. Um, you buy you buy a cell phone, right? That's kind of like the same type of thing, but people don't know what like intellectual property is, right? So you buy a cell phone, right? So you have this physical thing, except for when you buy a domain, instead of a physical thing, you have a name. Right? Yeah. So that on the internet, the web, right? Yeah, it's exactly. Amazon.com, it's you know, Netflix.com. That's that's the that's what the URL is. And you have to purchase that and it's hosted by other companies. Right. So yeah, he, he 
Go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to say they host because you actually have to have computer power behind a website to handle all the traffic and it goes through servers. But um, yeah, go go ahead, man. It's, that's, so, that's so messed up to mess with people's livelihood like that. So uh, he was telling me that uh, the triggerband.com, so he had purchased it about two years ago or something along those lines. And the just like when you take a picture to talk about hosting, because other people don't know what hosting, are, hosting is, if I were to take a picture right now and I, this is not connected to the internet, then the picture is going to be hosted on this device. So I couldn't see the picture on this if I was somewhere else in the world or if I didn't have this device. Now, if I were to take that photo and I were to send it to TYL, then it, that same exact photo would be hosted in two separate places. Um, and you can like move the, the that around. You can kind of think of that as similar to say how you have a website and you can host a website. Nobody will be able to see your website until it is hosted, even if you own the domain, right? So if I have the picture on my phone, there's nobody else that can see that, right? Besides like spying Google eyes type of thing. So when you take, you buy your domain, you host that in order to be on the net, on the web and to see the content on the actual website. And so he had the domain purchased and then he went and got it hosted. So when you do that, you take your, in our analogy here, we take our phone. I'm like, hey, TYL, can you, can you hold my phone uh, and protect it for me so that you can host all the pictures I have on my phone uh, on the internet for people to see? And I want access to that, my bank information on my phone, um, you know, whatever I want. So TYL's like, yeah, sure. Right. So he takes that and then he's like, well, Sam, I really don't like what you're doing now. Yeah. And what if TYL was an asshole? <laughs> yes. So TYL is like, hey, I don't like what you're doing right now. So I, um, I'm not going to host your phone on the Internet anymore. Right. So right? what does he do? He's like, OK, cool. Hey, no problem. TYL. I understand that you don't want to host my website on the Internet anymore. The triggerbrand.com. Cool. I'll take my phone and I'll just post that somewhere else. Nope. So that it would be my phone now. It's exactly what they did. So they stole his domain, his property that he purchased. They stole from him. Highly recommend never utilizing the company Namecheap. I guess that kind of gives it away. Like if they're a great type of company. Hey, if they're a bad company, throw them, you know, put them out there. Yeah, definitely. That's just crazy, man. It's just like a form of, it's another form of censorship. Same thing with merchant processing. You have to, they have to approve of what you're selling. You can't just take credit cards on your own. You have to have a company. You have to have a big brother that, that watches that. It's, it's disgusting, man. Like it's, I may do another, some type of social media account on something else, but I'm not doing any more on testosterone. It's a waste of fucking time. It's just, you know, I mean, how many hours do I have into that new YouTube, YouTube channel? And it's just gone and you don't. Yeah. And you don't, it's not like I'm calling someone up and being like, Hey, you know, what's the issue? Um, you know, is there, is there something that I can do to change it? We can get it back online. Now I understand. It's just, you write them an appeal and you get a no reply email back. Sorry, denied. That's it. So if that's, I don't, I don't want to build a passive income on something that can just be ripped away from me or, or arbitrarily. So can, um, I don't know if he wants me to tell this or not, but uh, the owner of the trigger brand was saying, um, some, so if anybody owns an e-commerce business, you can utilize this, uh, strategy because he said it's been working very well. So what he, 
he is doing now is he's actually has somebody that he's paying to create content, right? So posts and not just like, Hey, buy my stuff. He's said that he's using, he's having somebody create content that's actually valuable. Like, Hey, educational, educational content. Right. And, or trivia and, or, uh, maybe a little fun, funky or something. Right. But primarily educational and that's, he's utilizing that to distribute to affiliates, but also with the thing that's like he was saying, he has, if somebody's like, Hey, I want to be an affiliate, but I don't have, uh, you know, my name is on the internet or I don't want to use my name associated. I just want to be an affiliate. I just want to make money. Right. Yeah. Uh, he, as they them just create an Instagram account, create a TikTok account with the brand logo, and then we'll go through and give them all the content where they can then go through and start uh, creating account with that, with the content. But here I think is where a lot of the uh, results were coming from is he was like, when you go to Instagram to like find customers, how do you do that? Right? Because if I wanted to, if I wanted to talk to people that were in shape or knew about steroids or peptides, where would I go? I, I would probably go to the gym, right? But yeah. If I wanted to do that in the physical world, right? Yeah. Versus the digital world, I, I would go to the gym, right? Because those people are more than likely fit or have an interest in being fit and they would probably be able to direct me in the same direction, right? Like if I wanted to go talk to somebody about money, right? Or banking related shit, I'd go to the fucking bank, right? <laughs> so on for peptides, right? You, so you can use a hashtag, right? But you yeah. can also look at competitors who sell the same exact thing yep. because you have a couple different things there. You have the competitors have followers who are all potential customers that can be reached out to. And anybody who likes one of their posts of the competitor is somebody who's actually active, who can also be reached out to and comments. So like setting up, uh, yeah. Uh, and this way it also kind of protects against the uh, censorship that we were just talking about. That's what made me think of it. Because if you have a central point of this is where the data is coming from, then they will try to chop that off, right? Yeah. Try to close it down. But if you have it dispersed and all going through, it's still able to get on the internet and like live around the internet and they can't just shut it off. Yeah. Uh, you can kind of like help, you know, negate that risk to a certain extent. Decentralization, man. That's what blockchain is. And that's what that's what the future of freedom is going to be. So, but I want to talk about a topic. And I think this is really cool. I think this is going to be kind of the future of medicine, not necessarily the future, but I think it's kind of going to be the next thing in the in the longevity type space. Um, so they're called bioregulators. And I'll try to keep it as short as possible. But during World oh, War II, oh, you can talk about this however long you want. <laughs> So during World War II, uh, Russia was um, sending out uh, people, guys in nukes, or not in nukes, in submarines that were nuclear powered. They came back and they're all fucked up, you know, and they also wanted to protect their soldiers from uh, chemical warfare, other stuff. And they basically had these scientists and gave them like an unlimited supply of money, you know, just fucking do it. And there was this one guy, and I can't remember his name, but um, he's like the main guy that's been doing this since World War II, or maybe, I don't know, he can, maybe he came in a little bit later, but long story short, they were looking at peptides and just like, you know, HCG, just like, uh, you know, all the other peptides, those are longer chain amino acids, you know, like I know TB500 is a really, really long one, 
But these are peptides that they found in animal organs, basically calves, that are between two and four uh, amino acids. That's it. They're super small. And they're because they're so small, they are bioavailable in through the stomach. So they're actually pills, they're peptide pills. And so what they did, <clears throat> excuse me, is they started synthesizing these peptides from each different organ of these calves. And so they basically now have cats, C-A-T-S or calves, 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 cows. Sorry. So, and this, this isn't just some like company that was doing this. This is like the Russian government. It's like, I, it's like the Institute of St. Petersburg. And so, so they basically synthesize these down from, from each organ. And so they have a full lineup of products. Um, one for like the pineal gland, the other one for your thyroid. They have one for testes, liver, all this stuff. And I'm just, I actually got two books on it and I just started reading them to understand it better. But these, these peptides are basically like instructions to the body. You know, it's like, as soon as you get the peptide, it tells the body to do something or it tells, tells a cell to do something. And these ones supposedly can like get into the DNA and they basically kind of like revamp or like recharge the organs. You know, it's like, Hey, get in here and do better. Um, and they also, I think they were the inventors of epitalin, which is the one that lush with lengthens telomeres, which is kind of like your cellular age. So, so I think it's really cool. And they've done a couple, they're smaller studies, but like one they did for like the brain, it was like 97% of people found like a mental, you know, a benefit and they found, you know, they felt better, smarter, more alert. And you don't have to, you take them, the treatments are basically two pills a day for 10 days and you do that twice a year. And that's wow. it. Supposedly Vladimir Putin's on them um, at, the, at the actual Russian Institute. So they have the ones that, that I'll actually be selling here shortly because um, I think it's really cool um, are the pills. And those are natural and they're considered a food supplement because they come from calves, cows, calves. And, uh, but they also made um, synthetic ones. So synthetic ones work much faster, but have shorter half-lives, but the pills have a longer half-life. So what they'll do is when they fly people into this, uh, to this facility, they'll basically, you know, depending on what their situation is, they'll juice them up with the synthetic versions to get it started real quick. And they send them home with boxes of pills to keep the treatment going. Wow. So, so it's not, it's not as like as specific as peptides, you know, it's not like, uh, you know, HCG where it just goes in and just, you know, triggers on the balls to do what they need to do. Um, or something like melanotin where it tells your skin to darken, but it's kind of more organ specific. So it doesn't necessarily do anything specific to the organ except for kind of rejuvenate it and make it work better. So, um, I, I pulled it up when I was, you were talking about it because I've heard about bioregulators, but I don't know a lot about them. So first question I have is what are the two books? Cause I want to, uh, I also want to get these books and read them. And I'm sure that anybody who's listening who listens to this podcast might also find those books. Interesting. The first one, the only one I can remember, it was a smaller book. It was called uh, the bioregulator revolution. And it's got like some like Russian, like uh, some Russian, like world war two style artwork on it. It's like hands being held high. Um, no, it's crazy. So I was, I'm working with the company that, um, that actually distributes them. And um, I was talking to one of the girls and I was getting all set up and she's like, Oh, we have a, you know, we have a book that you, we could send you so that you can, you know, read it, check it out. 
And I'm like, oh yeah, cool. Absolutely. You know, send me over the ebook, you know, and uh, about a week goes by and I'm like, these motherfuckers are slipping. I'm like, where's my ebook? I get a fucking package, international package. And they actually mailed me two books. I didn't even, I had no idea. And I was like, hell yeah. So this, this was one of them with the, uh, they've got like the yeah. uh, BLM type style. That yeah, it goes it goes pretty in depth about how it works, how they get, and it actually like shows like DNA cells, and it shows like the amino acid chain and kind of how it interconnects with the DNA. And I... so this, I'm gonna read what I saw online, like what is bioregulators, and then I want to hear what your thoughts are if this is like an accurate way of how you understand them. The term bioregulator is not specific to a single concept or definition. It can refer to various things depending on the context. Oh, I'm saying actually, so I would look up uh, bioregulator peptides because bioregulators, because you can bioregulate a lot of stuff. So bioregulator peptides would be what it is. But apparently, man, they, they had to even create a new, not brand, but new branding because they were getting caught up in American customs because the ones from Russia have Russian writing on them. And I guess if you're a custom agent and you open up a pallet of, you know, Russian pills, you know, it may, may cause a little concern. Hey, um, I, I just pulled up the, another definition of, of it. It's a couple paragraphs here, but maybe, uh, maybe that makes more sense. Why, you know, people here in the U S in, at least in the so-called government are so against Russia, right? Because if, know. If, if you understand how powerful peptides are, right? Like peptides are incredible. And if these bioregulators are like a, so if you shorten the string of amino acids, I don't know if the intuition would hold up in real life, but like if you shorten it, then you're like, okay, then they're probably far more stable. You kind of alluded to that, but like if you have something that has 10,000 moving parts, it just takes one part to fuck up to have something that the whole thing breaks, right? Yeah. Uh, Versus if you have 200 parts, you're far less likely for that thing to break, right? So if you have a string of amino acids, like 191 string, like HGH or something, right? Yeah. That there's 191 possible breaking points, right? Versus something that's two to four, did you say? Or two to six different? Uh, two to four. Two to four, yeah. Okay, so a bioregular peptide refers to a peptide molecule that is believed to have regulatory effects on biological processes within the body. Peptides are short-chain amino acids, blah, blah, blah. Bioregular peptides are often marketed as dietary supplements or products associated with alternative or complementary medicine. Manufacturers of these products claim that bioregulator peptides can regulate or, or modulate various psychological functions and support overall health and well-being. It's important to note that these claims are, I don't even need to read that. If you're considering using, no, there wasn't <laughs> That's that was that's big pharma's uh, website to try to keep people off of them, but I think it's just if it makes it makes sense that I mean if long chain amino acids can do such amazing things and such drastic results, then I mean it seems to make sense that smaller ones could too, and these are directly synthesized from the same organ that you're trying to help. So would like how I would and I don't know enough. I've heard about them and I've read just a tiny bit on them. There was one that's specific to your. Prostate, I think. Yeah. Like, starts with a V. I don't I think they are. have some crazy names. Yeah. Um, that I was like reading about because you could use that instead of um, like, instead of having surgery on your prostate. So, men, right, over 40 or 50 years old, 
very common issue or relatively common for uh, like a double digit percentage of the population of men over 50 or something have issues with the prostate that they're benign hyperplasia, right? So that just means like not cancerous, but your, your hyperplasia, meaning your prostate's growing, your prostate yeah. controls the, uh, uh, the liquid in your cum, right? Uh, it also uh, is what the, is it your your urethra passes through, I think? So issues with like peeing or issues with coming can happen when this takes place. And this peptide can actually reverse or eliminate that. And it's something that's like naturally in your body and doesn't have any like the side effects you have with say like finasteride, which is something that's commonly used for that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so, so if you were to think about peptides, do you just put that in your mind? Are you putting that into the same category? Are you talking or are you thinking about bioregulators as something completely different? So, I mean, I think, I think the, the I, I view them as kind of two different things. You know, um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't think of something like ipamorelin as the same thing as like something for your pineal gland. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think it's just a different, I feel like the bioregulators are more for like overall, like health. Um, and just kind of keeping your organs working the way they should as you get older. Whereas a lot of the peptides, you know, like melanotin two, that's for tanning and, you know, PT141, that's for, you know, a libido. So I think they're in kind of a different, different category. So like, so and we're in, I know, a, I know some peptides, right? But there's not like, if you were like, hey, what's a peptide I could take for my kidneys? Or what's a peptide I would take for my liver? Or what's a peptide I would take for my heart? Like nothing would spring to mind. Not that there's not available. It's just maybe the area of peptides that I know about are, you know, doesn't come to mind. But something say for um, healing processes, right? Whether it's like TB500 you mentioned or BPC, or even there's a peptide out there for um, nerve damage, which is super interesting as well. Wow. Yeah. Well, this, I think this whole peptide thing, I think we're just way ahead of the curve uh, where every, you know, Walmart's going to have peptides in the future that are going to be OTC that you can just buy generically, right? Like, yeah. because they work, they don't have the side effects uh, yeah. of, of them. And if you like understand what's happening in crypto and you know how that's going to play out in the real world, like when you try to condense and not allow people to have information around peptides, right? You talk about peptides on your YouTube channel a bit and on TikTok a bit, right? More about like TRT stuff, but like that's on the peripheral right there. And uh, that's something that's been, I've been censored in that same arena on YouTube or Instagram or TikTok uh, related to that kind of stuff. And it's going to be decentralized and people are going to find a way to get it. Yeah. Dude, I mean, that's why I think places like Rumble, I mean, that's that's where, I mean, they're never going to be as big as YouTube, but that's that's the alternative. It's going to be, there's going to be two different internets. There's going to be the mainstream fucking popular one for people that just live in the cloud and want to watch fucking Mr. Beast and PewDiePie and stuff. And then there's going to be like Layer 2, which is some other one that promotes freedom. I just wish they had like adult YouTube, you know, like, like I'm above 18, so fucking show me whatever I want, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Don't show me what you think that the censored watered down version of what we want to show you is, but, and it sucks, man. Cause I love YouTube. I watch YouTube all day. That's, that's all I watch because that's, I like to learn stuff and 
Um, I think it's a great way to learn, but they just fucking suck as a company. Think about think about that for a second, right? Like we had the school system, which is one hundred percent broken. You can't tell me that you think the school system is not broken without like smiling in your face, right? Because it, you're not that fucking stupid. Then we transition to the internet, right? Where that, you know, I don't know why anybody would go to school today unless you want to be a doctor, but you could probably get a better education just doing it online and <laughs> talking about it and, and make more money and do it faster than you would like going to school. Yeah. Uh, or a lawyer, right? But, or very like technical details of things. And I completely forgot where I was going with that because I, I thought about, I'm, I'm, you know how, I'm very against school in the traditional sense to go there, to get an education, to get a job, to prepare you for the future. I thought of it. I, I thought of like, Hey, I'm being biased in this direction. Right. Cause clearly I'm super, I went to grad school. I went to undergrad. I went through the rigmarole. I have multiple certifications, et cetera, for like, whether it's your series seven, et cetera, stuff for finance stuff or your CFA, all this garbage, right. It's just as pointless in real life. Um, <laughs> but what about utilizing school, like say when you run a business, to just take one or two classes in that specific topic that you need to learn about? And not, you don't need some piece of paper that says you got to fucking this, that, and the other thing. I want results. Like when you're in business and you're in life, <laughs> the results are what matter. Nothing else matters. Uh, I, would, and so. I would say business and making money are one of the like worst categories as of YouTube videos because you know, people make all these, you know, like, oh, if you just follow this course and follow these steps, you'll be drop shipping, you know, little things with 500% markup in no time, you know, and it's, it's bullshit. It's fucking, it's a saturated market. Well, I want, actually, I wanted to jump on something that I actually created that I learned about and then to, uh, researched on YouTube. So I'm probably eventually going to get solar on my house, but it's summer in florida and it's it's going to be hot as shit so i'm probably not going to need it so i wanted to build something kind of temporary and so i started looking on youtube at diy solar heaters and basically what you do is you build a four by eight box with some plywood and some two by fours and then you use uh roughly like four to five hundred feet of uh oh you also paint the, the box uh flat black because that detracts the most heat and you use uh irrigation tubing half inch irrigation like drip lines for like gardens and you basically circle circle this thing all the way until you really can't anymore. And then you put it in the next box and then you connect an inlet and outlet so, to your pool. Huh? So we have, you know, those like uh, Chinese things where you have like the big ball, you take it off. There's another small box, a small ball inside of it. And then another small ball inside of it. Does that, is that no, kind no, of, no, no, no. So, so you lay the piping flat against the box and it's in a square because you kind of separate it into two squares and you're basically creating a coil. So you're basically creating a coil that gets smaller and smaller and smaller with the piping. And then you actually have to jump to the other one. So the idea is that the water is flowing through as much black pipe as possible, heating up and then gets, to, and then goes into your pool. And dude, it's, it's actually working pretty well. Um, so it's like, it's weird. I go out there and I touch it in the middle of the day, hot as shit, Florida, you know, Florida, it's hot. And like, you can, I can touch the box and the box is hot. And then you touch the piping and it's, it's pretty much cool to the touch because it's got my pool water running through it, stealing all the heat. And uh, the little pipe that, that returns back into my pool, you ever seen hot water under like 
in the water like it's like wavy it looks kind of like wavy you can see that coming right out it's pretty cool Wait, so i i don't i i feel like i missed something here Wait, so you're talking about, about like a shallow box yeah like yeah 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 i should should mention that yeah a shallow box it's just a a sheet of plywood with uh, two by fours kind of framing it out and then one okay. two by four in the middle to break it up into two different sections okay and then you lay it inside of those that that yeah. would have that would have been helpful yeah yeah it's been a okay. long day i'm not on my <laughs> and and then um this is uh your your pump from it's connected to my there's a there's a spigot on my pump to basically drain the pool if i wanted to so i just connected i got a connection for a garden hose to this half inch pipe and bro i originally had the idea to tap into my pool overflow pipe so when the pool overflows it has a little pipe that it goes down and goes into my yard bro i a, a little nervous of drilling into my pool piping but i did it and i fed the line in there and i turned on the water and dude, I was expecting it to come out of the little overflow hole in my pool skimmer. Dude, it, it never it never went anywhere. I have no idea where the water went. So <laughs> and I put the pipe the other way and then the water goes out. I could see the water falling out of the overflow, but I put it the other way and I don't know where the fuck the water's going. So I was like, fuck this. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I'm not a pool plumber. So I sealed that, that oh. hole back up and I just put it through my screen kind of ghetto. My so wife loves it. Is, do you have to have a, a manual thing in there or is it like, you know how when you have a pool pump, you can have it so that it turns on at a certain time every day, right? So can you do it so that uh, at a certain time every day, it turns on and pushes the hot water out into the pool automatically? So so my pool, my pool has a timer and I have three different settings for different times of the day. Um, but it's, it's just basically this is if I leave it open, if I leave it on, whenever the pool pump is on, it's on. Or I could just shut it off and just turn off the spigot and it would be closed. Okay, so uh, you have this, to have your, whenever your pool pump is on, it automatically goes through that tubing. Yep. Uh, so this is like, uh, you've heard of geothermal heating, right? Cool. Yeah. It's the same idea. Yeah. That's a good idea. It's pretty cool, man. Yeah, I've seen I've seen a lot of people do it. It was it was a bitch to work with. That piping kinks like crazy. It's super. I bought five hundred feet, and because I started at one end, and then I also did the ending, like it was all just fucked up in the center, and it was all bending. So I actually drove my ass to Home Depot and and bought a, just a hundred foot coil just so I could kind of like start fresh and and, and coil it. But that's uh, that's interesting. I, I thought you were gonna say that you. Um... You put DIY solar out there and then you hook it up to a battery and then you hook the battery up uh, to heating element or a heater that was heating your pool. But uh, no, this is, this is old school style of, of heating things. I like yeah, it though. Yeah, dude, I saw a lady who had a big pool and she had her husband built a big massive frame and they used black garden hose and they put like, they had like 10 of these loops and their pool was like 97 degrees or something. And I was like, hell yeah. I don't have that much room to be doing that, but it's pretty, pretty cool idea. How, how could you um, conceal or so to speak, like hide that in a sense, like, I guess have a pergola and then have it running on the top of the pieces of the pergola, but then it would have to be strong enough to pump it up and then push it through the pergola. Pool pumps don't pool pumps don't have a problem pushing water like that because that's how solar that's how regular solar works. They're just professional panels and professional piping, and they you know. Mm -hmm. um, but as far as so, I just have it on the side of my house, so I don't even see it. 
Oh, okay. And that's outside the house. You don't see or anything like that. No, no. Oh, okay. Okay. Is it laying flat on the ground? Yeah. Well, I actually, I put some legs on it just so it's raised up and I painted the whole thing black just because I wanted to protect the, the wood from getting like, you know, sun damage and water damage. So it's not the most um, beautiful thing. I'll send you a picture of it after the podcast. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm super curious. If you guys want to see that, I'm going to try to get him to post it on Instagram. So check out Test Your Levels. <laughs> if, my, if it's still there, if it's still there, maybe I will post it. <laughs> That's good. How, how could you do that same type of thing to, I, I mean, I guess you could do the same type of thing to reduce your heating costs for water. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess you could run that into, uh, I mean, you, there's a lot of things that you could do with hot water. You know, I mean, you could, you could even wrap up like, you know, 50 feet in just a coil and just have like, you know, a reservoir and, and maybe like make it into like a shower, like a ghetto, like DIY shower. But yeah, there's lots of different ways that, uh, dude, just like I saw an actual picture on Instagram. I don't know if it's true, but there was, it was a picture of this like big tree that would have like other trees growing out of it. And supposedly like in Japan, that's how they used to harvest wood without having to chop down a bunch of trees is they somehow figured out to have like one tree and I'm sure it's not like a fucking, it's not growing 10, 65 foot pines or something like that, but that's how they would grow timber. And I, I don't know if that's true, but there's a lot of stuff that we could do a lot better for the planet and a lot better for everything, but it comes down to that efficiency. Like we have to get wood as fast as possible. You know, we have to, you know, churn out this so fast to make a profit, you know, like farming, you can do farming really, really good for the land where everything kind of, helps itself and it's all natural cycle but they're just you know they just as fast as possible as efficient as possible to make as much money do you think that do you think that it is i think that that like yes i agree with you and i think that the, any type of public company is that way but i think that we're seeing the renaissance of what you just spoke about because like people the the internet's here the information is all there. You can go find it, whether you're building a DIY heater for your pool or if I wanted to put solar on myself, right? I yeah. can figure out how to do that, right? And the information is all there. So when you think about that, the information is all there minus there's a bot that this is what I was the point that I forgot earlier. The peripheral of everything is cut off because there's censorship everywhere, right? Mm. So the peripheral of uh, what you can actually do that will get censored on uh, solar, right? Is cut off. And I, I guarantee it is. Like, I guarantee if we talk to people on the fringe of solar who knew how to handle things or get shit for free or like do all that kind of stuff, right? Because there's a different way you can actually title a property so that you don't have to pay, pay, pay property taxes, which is illegal in most states. But I think there's like one or two states where it's legal and you can kind of like title it in a different way so you don't have to pay the government taxes every Right, and this is how it, this is how it used to be. So yeah. you have a, a tax to the government every single year for property tax, right? Yeah. Uh, but the, things like that are out there. So do you think that we're gonna see that renaissance of, like, not necessarily going back for like, you know, a green way of doing things, but I think an efficient or effective, like the most effective way of doing something and then being efficient with that effective way of doing things. Do you, do you see that playing out like in real life? I think, I think it is happening. I think not in the masses, but I think a lot of people are becoming cognizant that, you know, 
the the vegetables that they get are, are grown using a bunch of nasty chemicals and pesticides and you know so a lot of people are going to farmers markets and um, a lot of people are starting to get their like eggs and meat from local uh, you know local farms and stuff like that so I think the I think the era of you know everyone just being on everything Coca Cola you know McDonald's stuff like that I think that's not going to go away obviously but I think a lot more people are starting to look at more natural stuff you know like I started looking at the natural deodorant, you know, I'm looking at like natural soap, just because I don't want a bunch of bullshit chemicals. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like, like all that stuff that's in like the, the dyes and the, and the, you know, toothpaste and soap and stuff like that. Like it's, it's not the FDA didn't look at that stuff or whatever the regulatory boards and be like, you know what, that is healthy for you. You know, basically the companies are like, Hey, it's not really doing anything that bad that we can sell, but they're like, Oh, okay, cool, cool. You know, this is how much you can put in it. That's, you know, safe for humans. So, you know, it's <laughs> the bar, the bar is not very high. If you're comparing yeah. it to the FDA's approval, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, the bar is low. And that's for the FDA shit. And now you're putting this stuff in your soaps and your deodorants. Um, 95% effective and 100% safe. If you know what I'm saying. <laughs> um, we actually, let's talk about the numbers real quick and then we can wrap things up. Yeah. Um, Three months ago, I think it was, we had wanted to 10x uh, where we, we had moved to a new platform for the podcast and we were at, I think, 1,700 listeners yeah. on the new platform because we lose the old data. And now we wanted to 10x that to get to 17,000. Um, TYL, where are we at as of uh, earlier today when you checked? We were about uh, 4,700, a little over 4,700. So we've had over 3,000 views, um, you know, which in podcast terms is not, but we talk about kind of more fringe stuff. You know, we're not talking about fucking real estate or we're not celebrities. So, you know, we're talking to a very core subset of people that are, you know, pro pretty much probably, you know, have good values, are into gear, like working out, like, you know, manly stuff and that's rare these days because there's a bunch of fucking pussies running around and I see them all the time on social media. And we never would have been able to do this if it wasn't for you guys. Like yeah. straight up, it's not just like a pinch. It's like, that's a hundred percent because of you guys. And you know You're what? Not. You should subscribe because that actually just pissed brought us something that pisses me off. I'm really fucking sick of TRT and I feel like I'm going to go on a rant on the next episode. So subscribe um and then come back and listen to that one because i'm kind of fed up with trt and these fucking pussies so anyway that probably just got us censored but you know whatever uh and um if you want to help us get to the seventeen thousand, uh which is the 10x leave a review or share the podcast with somebody else and we will see you guys in the next episode peace and uh, i gotta